Welcome to the God Culture, where we urge you to challenge tradition as 1 Thessalonians 5.21 tells us, Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. We do not intend to be confrontational, but to compare what the Bible really says versus the traditions of men, which Jesus himself rebuked. Jesus said to the Pharisees, Full well ye reject the commandment of God, that ye may know your own tradition. Mark 7, 9. We are continuing our Solomon's Gold series today with a very appropriate topic. When was Jesus born? In 11b, we proved the year Messiah was born, 9 BC. And now we are going to prove the month. Originally, we had planned to provide the day in this video, but we felt it needed more context. So we split it out into a third video and we'll provide more detail on the actual day. That too, coming very soon, right on the heels of this video. We know many of you are continuing from part 11b, so let's jump right into the meat of the word. Luke 1, 26 through 28. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, and blessed art thou among women. Okay, video's over. That's that's it. That does it, right? <laughs> Yahushua was conceived in the sixth month. Well, if only it were that simple. As you have heard us say before, context is critical. And let the Bible interpret the Bible. So let's go back and see the context of this sixth month as reading it like this does in fact look like it's the sixth month of the year. But is it? Let's prove this out and see. Luke 1 5. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abia. And his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. Wow. And they had no child, because that Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now well stricken in years, and it came to pass that while he executed Zacharias, the priest's office before God in the order of his course, very key, according to the custom to the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord, Yahuwah God. The key to this passage is the course of Abia, as there were 24 courses established in one-week intervals, and we are going to break this down. Note, Zacharias was serving in his priestly course here, not on Passover or other feast days, but within his course that he inherited, his family inherited, as being from Abia the priest. We will cover this. Notice John the Baptist was raised by two parents righteous before Yahuwah God, walking in all the commandments, blameless. Wow. That's a massive compliment 
And John was raised in that environment. So you can see why we are digging much deeper into his life in our original canon series, for instance, identifying exactly where John lived and moving the Essenes out of there because history tells us it's not where they lived. You'd have to watch that series to understand that. Don't debate us yet in comments because we didn't actually say anything yet. (laughs) Let us prove it. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. This is Zechariah. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived. This is paramount. Zacharias was in the temple serving in his course of Abia, not a feast day. He only served two weeks per year with his family of priests, typically. And this was a set pattern we will identify even in the second temple period. So, Elizabeth did not conceive until after this course was complete. So, find the course, find John's conception, and that will confirm many things, and we will do that very soon. And you'll see that then leads to Yahushua Jesus. Let's keep reading. And he hid, oh, and hid herself, sorry, five months, five months pregnant is what that means, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. Why? Because she was barren previously. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin spouse of man, blah, blah, blah. So that's that scripture that we started with. Now you're looking at it in context. And what we're told is that that sixth month of The year is not a six-month of the year. It's the six-month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. Sound like splitting hairs? Well, it's monumental in its meaning. So we must vet this. We must figure this out in order to understand. Do we take this at face value when it says the sixth month? Or is it the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy? Or is Elizabeth six months pregnant in the sixth month? Ah, and the course of Abia will answer that question, and we'll get to it. Notice how we just read this, though, as it fits in the passage. This is how it is reviewed from the pulpit most of the time. But what if we have been missing something all these years? This is framed as the sixth month, but not the sixth month of the year, the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. We just want to be clear on that. Is that really what it says? Perhaps and perhaps we will prove otherwise. The big question here is the word and. It was chosen by the translators and it's a judgment call. In the Greek, the word used is usually de. It can mean, and that's what's used in this passage, it can mean and, and it has been translated that over 900 times in the Bible, so it is a legitimate translation. However, the word but is used for day over 1,200 times, so could it really mean but instead of and? Are we going to hinge our entire case on but or and, though? No. As you can see, though, we attempt to be thorough in vetting the truth, so follow us through this for a moment If it's but, 
it completely separates the six-month whereas and could connect it to the previous verse, although it doesn't have to, where Elizabeth was six months pregnant. But what if Elizabeth were six months pregnant in the sixth month? You'll see where we're going here. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Now, this passage, as we read further, is clear that this is, this time frame, is definitely the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. But look at the wording of these two passages and just compare for a second. And then we're, we're going to get into some real, solid, concrete evidence and detail. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent to, or well, from God unto a city of Galilee, named Nazareth to a virgin. Uh, and behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. So, is Elizabeth six months pregnant in the sixth month? Is that conceivable? Because these are not similar in phraseology. Is that possible, or is this only referring to Elizabeth's sixth month of pregnancy, not the month of the year at all? We'll clarify this, and again, we'll use the Bible to interpret the Bible. What if it said, but, instead of, and, which would be a reasonable translation as well, but, Let's look at it. It would read like this. No, we did not just add or take away from the Bible. That is ridiculous. So don't even bother making that comment, please. <laughs> but we are trying to clarify a translator's choice here. That's all. So what if it said, But in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin. See the difference? This sounds simple. Very simplistic. We agree, but both of these videos started with a thought in a conversation together, just us folks in the God culture, where one of our team came in saying they read this passage again and something is missing because it looked to them like it actually says what it says and it means what it says and it says what it means. Well, we decided to explore the idea. And we have found this leads to much, and you're going to see what we mean very soon. Hang in there. We are about to get into some detail. So the progression here is Zacharias completes his temple service. Elizabeth conceives John the Baptist, immediately following. Mary conceives in the sixth month when... Elizabeth is six months pregnant. Now, that would be the premise. Again, we will prove that out. 
don't stop the video now and try to go into comments and debate because you got nothing to debate by yet. Let's chart this out and see what it means so we are clear. First, we are going to use the modern Hebrew months from the modern Hebrew calendar. None of these are mentioned in the Bible, by the way, as the name of Yahuwah God was removed from the Bible 7,000 times. But the Bible normally refers to a number for the month, and there are only four months that actually have mentioned in the Bible that we found, and that's Abib being the first, the second is Zif, the seventh is Tishri, and the eighth is Bull. Now, none of these names are on the modern Hebrew calendar. So, anyway, how did this get replaced? In Babylon, as evidenced especially by the month of Tammuz, Tammuz being a false god, mentioned in the Bible along with the Queen of Heaven, a pagan goddess, according to Jeremiah, hundreds of years before Mary was born, by the way. So do you think Mary would appreciate that title? No, definitely not. And whose birthday is December 25th? Well, not Yahushua, Jesus, we're going to prove, but in fact, that is Tammuz's birthday. So, do with that piece of information what you will, and we do encourage you to research that out, because that's important to understand. So, we'll use this calendar, but when we use something we know needs to be fixed, because there is no necessarily replacement yet, we will always try to tell you so. So, if Elizabeth was six months pregnant in the sixth Hebrew calendar month, that means John was conceived in the 12th month, Adar. Notice this does not match up exactly to the Greco-Roman calendar, so it's usually February-March, but it floats into each month, depending on the year. There are years where it even starts in January. We'll keep this in context. And John would be born then in Kislev, November, December, basically. If this proves out, it would mean Messiah was conceived in the sixth month of Elul, August, September, meaning Luke is being very straightforward, telling us the month. But we'll see which would mean Messiah was born in the third Hebrew month of Sivan, or May-June time frame. Just wanted to break this down visually so it makes sense, so everything's in perspective as we go into this next chart. This evidence is huge, and you'll see in just a second. Okay. Let your eyes adjust to the screen for a moment, as this is a very detailed and very colorful chart. We understand, but we wouldn't change a thing on it. We did not create this, but a gentleman by the name of Kurt Simmons, who gives his approval to use, did. And as we vetted this, it seems very accurate to us. This shows the 24 priestly courses, or circuits, as they are scheduled in the order defined by 1 Chronicles chapter 24, verses 7 through 18 approximately. This order 
And in 23, it actually starts and, you know, goes into detail as well. This order of courses, which are one-week intervals from Sabbath to Sabbath, according to Second Chronicles 23 and 24, and it is confirmed by Josephus. This is of temple service for each family of priests. It repeats, but as it does, not match the same number of weeks in a year, the week changes each year. Because there's 24 courses twice a year, that's 48 weeks, they're 52. So you have a uh, disparity from year to year, so it, it changes, it floats. And this is why it requires a chart like this to figure out exactly what those courses are and how they would chart out over the years. Each family's priestly course would occur twice a year, basically. This chart shows this progression in which Abiah, Zachariah's family course of service, is the eighth course of 24. And notice how it changes each year. Follow the red blocks down year over year from the left to the right. For complete methodology, Kurt Simmons has a website, and we show it on the screen. And his charts go over a couple of hundred years, in fact. So they are pretty thorough and well done. He did not create this for us, and he is even looking at a different year, but in all fairness, does not have the benefit of our research yet. Anyone questioning whether this would be the same in the Second Temple period? Luke already answered this question by identifying Zacharias still served in the course of Abia. This is an entire study, and actually, if you look at Ezra chapter 2, verses 36 through 39, you even find a list of priests returning from Babylon. Nehemiah 10 and 12 further confirm this priestly course. Uh, in the second temple period, being reconstituted, especially in light of Luke's words. You can see the years across the top line and follow all the way over to 10 BC, which we marked. Why 10? Because John the Baptist was conceived six months before Yahushua Jesus, who we proved was born in 9 BC. We blew the next part up in the upper right. Zacharias, in the eighth course of Abiah, served in the temple twice that year. But it is the first on which you see here that we are interested. Why? Because you are about to watch it all come together. He served in the temple, Shebat, Shivat, however you pronounce it, and we probably pronounced both wrong and that's fine. 17 through 23, so 17 through 23 out of 30 days in the typical Hebrew month, the 17th through the 23rd. What comes eight days later? The month of Adar, which should sound familiar because we went through that. We believe that is the month that John was conceived according to the passage that we're taking at face value, but we're doing so because of this research, because it proves it. Let's go back and take another look at the chart and simplify this, because we know this chart is a little complex, or at least hard to read on the screen. 
Here's our Hebrew calendar again. Zacharias completes his temple service on the last day of Shivat, Shivat, the 11th month, on the 23rd day. Remember, it was the 17th through the 23rd, so the last day would be the 23rd. Just one week before Adar, eight days specifically. On the Roman calendar, this is January 25th, 10 B.C. John was conceived after Zacharias' temple service, but we are not provided an exact day within the month of Adar. It was likely early in the month, as we doubt he and Elizabeth wasted much time, and Yahuwah God is faithful. This matches Elizabeth being six months pregnant in the six-month Elul of the Hebrew year when Gabriel visited Mary. As a straight reading of Luke confirms as well, along with the priestly course calendar, John was born in Kislev, basically November in 10 BC, just as we projected. Messiah was conceived in that same month of Elul, August, September, when Elizabeth was also six months pregnant, in the sixth month. This means Messiah was born in the third Hebrew month of Sivan, or May-June, on the Greco-Roman calendar, in 9 BC. Two down. But why the month of Sivan? Is there a reason? Oh, you bet. You're going to love this. Remember, this was not a chance pregnancy, but a fulfillment of a prophecy from the Garden of Eden. An ancient prophecy from Yahuwah God's lips. Yahusha Jesus chose the day in which he would be born. And when you find out what it represents, it will blow you away. This is why we decided to split the day into a third and final video in order to expound upon the meaning of that day. If you are watching as we upload, we cannot express how much we appreciate you and your comments. This third video is almost ready and should be up within a day or two. Thank you. So, Sivan 3753 on the Hebrew calendar or May-June, and we'll specify in 9 BC on the Greco-Roman calendar. Wow. After all these years, we really can know these things. Hallelujah. We thank you for watching our Solomon's Gold series. Make sure you are notified by YouTube as we upload new videos by clicking the subscribe button below this video. And be sure to click the bell as well. Share this with others. And check out our website at thegodculture.com. If you enjoyed this teaching, Check out our other videos where we find the Garden of Eden, the home of Adam and Eve, the rivers from Eden, Ophir, Tarshish, Sheba, Jonah's journey, corrected, where Noah's Ark landed and it wasn't Turkey and we prove it, where John the Baptist lived and so much more, all from a biblical perspective biblical sources expounded with historic references, science, archaeology, language, geography, and more.
Always remember to prove all things for yourself. Yahuwah God bless. Thank you.